Good day, my brothers and sisters. This is Zachary Kameen, the Curious Christian. And these are Curious Conversations, episode 58. Curious Conversations, episode 58. I hardly believe that we've done 58 episodes, but there it is. Today on um, Curious Conversations, we're going to be dealing with uh, the battle between Lady Fortune and Lady Philosophy. Um, how you are to deal with the hand that you're dealt, how you are to conduct yourselves during times of hardship, uh, how you are to be a uh, victor when you've been victimized, and how to avoid becoming a villain. Uh, It's going to be thought-provoking, it's going to be provocative, it's going to be encouraging, it's going to be great. Uh, All in all, it's going to be curious. So, let's get started. Good day, my brothers and sisters. This is Zachary Kameen, the Curious Christian, and these are Curious Conversations. It is a beautiful, beautiful Tuesday morning here in Flat Rock, Michigan. Uh, The birds are chirping, the ducks are quacking, and the sun is coming up. Uh, It's been up since 4 o'clock in the morning, and it has been a a glorious morning. Uh, Today I wanted to talk about some pressing issues and a bit of philosophy and a way of uh, understanding life. Um, So we will get into that. Uh, First things first, we're going to talk about uh, Reddit had uh, blocked or banned a Trump account or was a Trump supporter account. And there's been a lot of backlash about that. Twitter uh, blocked one of Trump's tweets out because he uh, threatened violent people with violence as a, uh, you know, as a deacon of God's wrath. He's telling uh, people who are doing bad things that, hey, if you don't stop, I'm going to uh, exert my authority to punish the wicked. And Twitter doesn't like that. They say that's against their... Uh, anti-hate, anti-violent, you know, their anti-violent terms and conditions of service, as it were, and obviously people didn't like that, it's like, well, if there's one person that should be able to say, hey, if you don't stop it, um, you know, look out, it is a, a civil magistrate who isn't threatening out of blind passion like many uh, uh, radical on the left and the right, Uh, but it is a cool-headed civil magistrate who is simply stating this is the law uh, and you will obey the law. If you don't like the law, change the law or, you know, move to another country and uh, follow their laws or start your own country outside of the United States and you can be king for a day and see how well that goes. Um, The good old uh, John Locke attitude. Um, So he got, uh, there's been problems with social media doing uh, social media things and uh, this has caused uh, one man to start uh, 
parlor, which I have joined and have been enjoying. Uh, I've been enjoying being able to interact with people on there, uh, people who agree with me, people who disagree with me, uh, some of whom follow me on Parlor. If you are not on Parlor, by all means, hop on to Parlor. I keep mine simple, just Zachary Kameen, just like everything else. The glorious thing about my name is I don't have to add anything uh, funny to it. There's not a lot of Zachary Kameens out there, and usually I'm the first one to jump at something. So if you want to uh, hop on there, get on to Zachary Kameen. On uh, Twitter, you can find me at Zachary Kameen. Uh, my email is ZacharyKameen at Yahoo.com. Uh, by all means, uh, you can email me there and uh, just simply make sure you put in the subject heading uh, Curious Conversations. That way I know uh, that it is about that and that you're not trying to uh, uh, sell me anything or you're not some Nigerian prince who just wants to give me an inheritance. So, what do we do uh, when we're being uh, victims of whatever? So there's a very little persecution, very little oppression, very little uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, when the social media folks are shadow banning and are suppressing and their algorithms just so happen to be uh, skewed a certain way so as to make sure that your voice doesn't get really heard, um, how do you respond? What do you do? Uh, what do you think? Uh, I would I would suggest that there is uh, two main ways that you can respond to this, um, and it has to do with your. It will relate to your idea of uh, fate, or uh, how the story is told, how life is uh, managed, who manages it, and philosophy. So those are the two things. So you're going to be we're going to be dealing with. Uh, Sophia or philosophy. We're going to be dealing with uh, uh, justice, and then we're going to be dealing with uh, fate. So, all the, we're dealing with all the Greek goddesses today, uh, or the Lady Fortune, I should say. So, when when it comes to dealing with uh, times of oppression, times of uh, troubles, times of persecution, times of slander, times of uh, folks who don't agree with you uh, telling you to shut up or simply gagging you, uh, you have to understand that, uh, you have to understand what the narrative is, you have to understand who controls the narrative, and I have noticed in the last few years, I've noticed this, that it certainly has not been a new thing. I, I say in uh, my previous podcast about Pan-Africanism that this is a narrative that's been pushed for the last uh, 140 years, and it's just simply kind of coming to roost now. Uh, you, you, we've seen pockets of it back in the late 1800s, and then you've seen an emergence of it back in the 1960s, 1980s, kind of in the 2000s, and now coming back up really with a vengeance now in uh, our modern day. But it's nothing really new. It's kind of new, if you consider 200 years new, but it's not really new. And it's not even 200 years new. It's, you know, you had the Haitian 
revolt back in the 1700s. So there's there's been something to that. So, and this all ties into oppressor oppression narrative. What do you do when uh, you're being what you consider to be oppressed? What you consider oppression, suppression, repression, all the pressions? How do you respond? Well, first thing. Uh, my brothers and sisters is you have to understand that it is God who ordained it is God who predestinated it is God who wrote this part of the story that dictated that you would go through such a trouble it is God who uh, sent the trouble your way so as much as it is God who did it rejoice Give thanks to God for the problems because they're good. As much as it is from God, it is good. Which means all of it because all of it's from God. Now you do not have to thank your oppressor. You do not have to thank your persecutor or your gagger. Uh, But you do have to give thanks to God for it. Uh, You look at the story of Joseph. And you look at the story of Joseph and understand that uh, he recognized that he was wronged by, whilst at the same time, uh, he understands that as much as it was God who was a part of it, it was good. And so give glory to God for it. Uh, Beyond that, understand that since it is from God, my brothers and sisters, that there is a cohesive order to it all. It is a cohesive order to it all. Uh, He works all things together for the good. It's not abstract, it's not capricious, it is not, uh, you know, in a vacuum. You, You can't separate it from everything else. You can't separate an aborted fetus from a uh, a forced aborted fetus from a, uh, a a simple uh, stillborn or dealing with uh, actual full childbirth a child dying of infancy or a full grown um, child and great uh, and they make babies themselves and you're a grandparent now and you know And it goes all the way to Christ, it goes all the way to the fall, it goes all the way to creation. God works all things from Genesis to Revelation and everything in between called history for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. So if you're tracking who the author of the story is, if you're tracking what character you are, which is somebody who loves God, you're a Theophilus, a lover of God, a friend of God, you're a Theophilus in the story. Uh, Theophilus is Greek for lover of God, or friend of God. Uh, you, uh, you know that all things work together for the good. So what do you do when uh, you're going through shadow banning? Or what do you do when the cops pull you over? Or what do you do when uh, you are dealing with debt collectors all the time? What do you do when... Uh, your girlfriend kicks you out or your wife kicks you out or uh, you get into a huge fight or you can't control your impulses or you can't you're, you've lost control of your own self 
or you are thinking about suicide, what do you do with that? What happens when you're oppressing yourself, when you become a tyrant unto yourself? What do you do with that? Uh, well, uh, this is this is the advice that I just gave this morning. I'm at four o'clock when I woke, got woken up uh, by a phone call, and this is the advice I would give to you: uh, that that you need to know what your history is. Uh, everybody, so one, you need to know your history. Two, you need to know your character. And three, uh, if your character is villain, well then repent. Okay, uh, you need to repent and recognize that you are the villain. If you are being villainous, you, if you if you're being villainous, you need and you're being vile, and you're being an oppressor, and you're being a victimizer, uh, you need to repent. That's a no-go. It's not masculine. You're not being a man. You're not playing the man. You're not being courageous. You need to repent. Uh, that being said, if you are being a man and you are uh, seeking after God and you are just having a really rough go at it at the moment, well, understand that, one, we deserve a lot worse than we're getting. So this is a fourth, I believe it's the fourth point. Uh, we deserve a lot worse than what we're getting right now, but God in His kindness has not given it to us according to our sin. Uh, the, if, if your knee-jerk reaction when you are being attacked is uh, what the psalmist says of, you know, you see the wicked prospering, uh, well, understand that uh, nobody gets out scot-free. Perfect justice will come through. Now you may, now you say with the psalmist, or you say like the person I talked to this morning. Well, I've never seen this person uh, get theirs, and I want to give them theirs. It's like, well, can you give it to them? And then they, of course, say, well, of course I can. They're like, no, that's not the point. Uh, it's not a, really a matter of can you ability. It's a matter of can you as an authority. Do you have the authority to do something about it? If the answer is no, well then stop grasping. Give it to God. Um, if you want to scream and you want to uh, burn the whole world down, well let me ask you this. How much time have you spent trying to box with God before you try to box with your neighbor, my brothers and sisters? How, how before you start tearing down your neighbor's uh, towers in the in the uh, name of justice or Lady Justice, and you had the spirit and zeal of Lady Justice. Uh, have you brought this before God? Have you brought this before the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you? How how long have you? Um, have you brought your own sin to the Lord? Have you written, you have, you have all the times you've been wronged, memorized by heart, but how many times have you wronged the Lord? And have you repented of that? If the answer is kinda, well then, how can you expect the people who've wronged you to do more than kinda repent, right? kind of reconcile? kind of 
make things right, kind of repair the relationship, kind of give reparations, kind of. When you've done no such thing to the uh, Lord God Omnipotent. And here's the thing. We have wronged God who deserves no wrong from us. And what is his response? Is his response that we are to make our own way of escape so as to escape from his wrath? Escape from him tearing us down? Escape from us uh, tearing or cutting us down? No. He makes the way of escape and then presents it to us. He, my brothers and sisters, he is our way of escape and he's also the victim. Now here's my issue, my brothers and sisters. When you consider yourself victimized, when you, my brothers and sisters, consider yourselves oppressed, do not find yourself to be God and think, well, if they come to me, then I'll forgive them. But you're not God, my brothers and sisters. You're not God. Your answer is to be somebody who is yourself morally bankrupt, needing of a savior, and point those to whom have done wrong to you, point them to the savior too. You can't, uh, you can't make them repent, certainly. But at the same time, my brothers and sisters, uh, that's the only way that you'll see, or that we'll see true reconciliation is at the cross of Christ. Uh, when, when we see Twitter being unjust, when we see Facebook being unjust, when we see the cops being unjust, when we see the judges and the lawyers all being unjust, when we see the prison system being unjust, uh, you don't then, or and then we also see uh, the legislative branch and the executive branch being unjust. We see all these unjust systems. Our answer cannot be, uh, one, well, if only they would listen to me, but my brothers and sisters, if left to our own devices, we would be unjust too. So we can't save the system, not even if we have 10,000. And you can say, well, we can sure try. It's like, but you'll fail. Because despite all uh, history for, that we've ignored, uh, We've ignored history that shows that godless democracy fails every time. Godless democracy fails every time. So my brothers and sisters, uh, marches are great. Most certainly vote. Most certainly uh, protest. Most certainly petition. But if you are in the name of justice allying yourself with unjust men and women, then you should not expect anything than worse of the situation. My brothers and sisters, this is the parable that the Lord Jesus tells of a man who uh, has robbers in his home. He gets the robbers out and cleans up the place. And then uh, that robber to whom he kicked out goes to get 
seven other robbers and then kicks out the man and now his situation is worse than before. My brothers and sisters, if we do not have a strong man on our side, if we do not have a boxer on our side, if we do not have the Lord Jesus on our side, and we do not establish ourselves under Christ, or in Christ, and establish ourselves um, with Christ as our um, authority, and as our King, if we do not fill that void, if we do not fill that void of uh, oppression and fill that void of tyranny with the true capital T tyrant Christ, if we do not declare from the housetops that Jesus Christ alone is King and is Lord and is tyrant, then my brothers and sisters, we will see tyranny flow from all the corners of the globe. And we will have a worse situation than the, um, the situation that we were in previously. My brothers and sisters, uh, do not kick against this message. Do not kick against uh, the pricks. Do not kick against the goats. Uh, this is the only way to see justice is if we lean on Jesus. Uh, I know that this isn't what necessarily what you want to hear. I know that this is not what uh, is being exactly espoused. At least in my circles, it is. In my uh, in the friendships that I have, this is certainly what um, we desire. Uh, but uh, it has to be applied. It has to be fought for. Uh, if if it's anything less than objective, if we're going to simply lean on our own understanding and lean on our own, uh, our own experiences and our own interpretation of those experiences, my brothers and sisters, then we're going to be in a worse situation than we were from the beginning. We're going to be. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The only way to get through all of this, the only way to get through a situation that's, by all accounts, is a bad situation. Oppression is not good. Uh, injustice is just that. Not It's unjust. But my brothers and sisters, God uses injustice so as to bring forth justice. Now that does not mean that we should go on committing injustices so that justice uh, comes forth. Uh, by no means. And only slanderers would think that. Only slanderers would say that Christians want injustice so as to uh, see justice come forth. Uh, only slanderers would say something like that. Uh, that is not the Christian message. The Christian message is that God does, has used and will use injustice for just means, such as the most unjust event in history, the crucifixion of the Lord of glory on the cross, and that was the salvation of the world. So my brothers and sisters, if we are suffering for a little while, even if that little while is 60 years, then that 
60 years of injustice will bring forth an eternity of justice. My brothers and sisters, mind what you do whilst you are being persecuted, while you're being suppressed, while you're being repressed. Because my brothers and sisters, you do not want to be oppressed by man only to be judged by God. That would be true tragedy. That would be true sorrow. That would be true pain. If your fortune is bad, my brothers and sisters, if Lady Fortune, as it were, has dealt you a bad hand, then steal your mind. Do not let your fortune define your mind and lean on your philosophy. And your philosophy, my brothers and sisters, must be grounded on the living Word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the written Word of God, the Bible. It must be, or else this storm of oppression, this storm of pain, will topple you and you will find yourself in true ruin. I promise you, my brothers and sisters, it does get worse than this if in the midst of oppression you have rejected God and have um, sought to hide your face there. It is the wicked man, it is the foolish man who when his plans have been uh, found folly or faltered, have found themselves destroyed. It is the foolish man who when his plans are disrupted slanders God. It is the fool who does that. So do not be a fool, my brothers and sisters. Do not act like a fool. Do not play the fool. You have to play the man. Do not let your eyes play the woman. Do not cry and cry some more. Play the man. Stand tall, stand strong, and be courageous. And lean on Christ. If you do not lean on the loving Savior, you shall not be saved. You do not need tears to see the tyrants fall. You need the Savior to see the tyrants fall. Because it is Christ alone who tears down tyrants. And if you try to tear down tyrants in any other way, then those other ways will become your tyrants. If by tears you tear down tyrants, then your tears shall become the tyrants. If you use guns to tear down tyrants, then your guns shall become tyrants. If you use men, lots of men, lots of women, if you use the works of democracy so as to tear down tyrants, then democracy shall become a, a tyranny to you. If you use aristocracy or the rule of the elite to tear down tyrants, then it shall become the aristocracy that will become a tyranny to you. If you use yourself and you use self-isolation 
and you use individualism or libertarianism to tear down the tyrants, then you will find even that to become a tyranny to you. Because any man outside of Christ, in any means outside of Christ, can become a tyranny, even in the best of men. My brothers and sisters, we must lean on Christ. Does it slow things down? Of course it slows things down. But we are a slow people. Does it put blinders on our eyes? Of course. But we already couldn't see very far. Does it slow our tongues? Of course. But we weren't that eloquent anyways. Does it numb our skin? Of course. But outside of Christ, we are dead men's bones anyways. So lean not on our own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding, my brothers and sisters. Lean on Christ. Lean on Christ. And let Him be your tyrant. Let Him be your Lord. Let Him be your King. And let Him save you. As Psalm 119 says, Here am I, Lord. Save me. Here am I, Lord. Save me. How does a young man keep his way pure? By leaning on the Word of God. By memorizing the Word of God. By reading the Word of God. By learning the Word of God. By observing all that the Lord has commanded. That is how you tear down the tyrants. That is how you tear down the idols. That is how you displace despots. That is how. And that is the only way how. All other ways are folly. All other ways do not work. That's it for episode 58 uh, Curious Conversations. It is in the bag. Uh, if you guys want to listen to more about other topics, by all means, just peruse on down the line and see something that catches your fancy or um, triggers you. I promise you that you'll enjoy every single episode and find encouragement, thought pr- thought-provoking uh, words, and as always, um, throughout all this, Uh, Drink your coffee and come to Jesus. Take care.